Oh no, Kyle. It happened again. What happened, Mike? Shrinkage. (laughs) Oh no. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. This is Gayish. Okay, so Kyle. Mike. Hey, Kyle. Mike. Hey, Mike. Do you know who Little Richard is? Or was? Yes, I do. Little Richard Richard died yesterday. I heard that. And not of COVID-19. No. He just, he just, he he died of like bone cancer or something. With that sounds like wow. a terrible way to go. Yeah, but like, uh, so he's like a big deal. Do you know what a big deal he is, or was? Fuck, did the song Tutti Fruity? That's oh, a, yeah. I think arguably his biggest, biggest, biggest hit. But like people forget that that was um, that was like way back in the day. Let me let me see. Uh, Tutti Frutti was 1955. Holy and shit! It was, yeah, yeah. He 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 like like it predates Elvis in in like the 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 zeitgeist. And I knew he, he was uh, a singer, but I could not name a song that he sang. If you paid me, so it's really interesting because I, I I think it's it's possible to say that like he rose to prominence in the 1950s and then like maintained this sort of iconic, amazing pop culture presence for the rest of his life but that he like sort of sort of lost uh like he wasn't on the radio much like on occasion obviously but he didn't have like these these giant hits or anything but like there's there's like a a a huge huge list of people who uh, uh consider him to be like their primary influence right and for for instance, Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Bill Haley, Jerry Lee Lewis, the Everly Brothers, Gene Vincent, Eddie Cochran, all of them recorded covers of his songs, like wrote them, originated him, or originated them. And um he has the pencil mustache, uh just just like like Roger Waters, but well before even he was a thing. Uh correction, John Waters. I was gonna say. Oh yeah. No, Roger Waters is fucking um uh, uh Pink Floyd. And John Waters is the director. And in my head, they're the same person, which is hilarious because they are not the same person. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the here's the thing. Like, if you've ever seen Little Richard talk, you're like, oh my god, that boy gay. Yeah. Like he's like Liberace gay, like just crazy flamboyant. And then uh, so last night, my roommate and I were sitting around talking about the fact that he had died, and like we did a little toast thing to like little Richard is dead. And then I sort of started reading about him and Holy fuck. Okay. Okay. So first of all, uh, uh, he was born in 1932 in Macon, Georgia. And like, that's like deep South, like good luck being gay, much less black and gay. Yeah. Right. And he, um, uh, <laughs> so he got made fun of growing up for being too effeminate and his dad used to beat him for being too effeminate and then he started doing this um basically he started doing drag which it's the 50s that's fucking amazing <laughs> so he wasn't even in 10th grade yet and he left home because like back in the day in the forties, leaving home after eighth grade was like kind of normal. Um, but he left his family home 
and joined Dr. Hudson's Medicine Show in 1949, performing Louis, Jordan, Louis Jordan's Caldonia. And um, it was the first R&B song that he'd ever learned, which at that time, R&B music was devil you, music. You, um, okay, wait, wait, wait. You said a bunch of things that I didn't understand. Uh, he was on okay. a medical show singing an R&B song about something? I'm confused. Yeah, so so it was like a a semi-local big group that would travel places and play shows like on a permanent kind of a tour. And uh, Dr. Hudson was this guy. He had a show called Dr. Hudson's Medicine Show, and and they would go from town to town performing. Wait. Uh, doing mostly... What? A medicine show, but they're singing? So it's not a show about medicine. This Dr. No, Hudson seems like he's very misleading. But the FDA seems like they would have something to say about this. Yeah. Yeah, I doubt... I, Okay. I, I doubt he's a doctor okay. or was a doctor. That's just the name of some, like, that's just some weird name of a show that goes around and they sing stuff. Got it. That's what threw me off. And then you got to Okay. 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 It's 1949. 1949. Um, he performed in drag during this time of his career and performed under the name Princess Levon. And in 1950, he joined his first band, Buster Brown's Orchestra, and that's where he got the name Little Richard. And uh, he performed in the minstrel show circuit, which I don't even know what that means. Like, I kind of know what a minstrel show is, and I know what a circuit party is, and that's a different kind <laughs> of circuit, probably. Yeah. Like, um, Every circuit party has a little minstrel band performing in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you're like tripping on E with a dick in your ass. And then you're also like. But he was, he was, he was in and out of drag. I just, okay. I can't, okay. I can't get over the fact that like, it's the late forties yeah. and drag is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I know it must be like, I saw some like it hot. I understand that like yeah. dudes in dresses was a thing. I just, it blows me away that like maybe, maybe the dark ages weren't as dark as I thought or well, something. It's, it just like, makes me think like, I'm nervous to leave my place wearing, uh, 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 finger paint, a crop top. nail polish, a crop top. Well, nail sure, <laughs> no, uh, nail polish, and it's 2020, and I'm like a tall, like man, so I have like like nothing in Seattle, like yeah. So I'm uh, I'm nervous about this. So someone be doing drag, person of color doing drag in the 50s is fucking nuts to me. Yeah, yeah, big time, totally. Like the, he must have been so brave. I like I don't I don't know. I just <laughs> like it, it. It's it's amazing to me that that was a thing. Okay, so um, to to fast forward, I guess like he he did Tutti Fruity, which is the song that he was. I I I think at least it's the one of all of his songs that I'm most familiar with. I remember Long Tall Sally, and I, I I remember a lot of his other songs. But like like Tutti Frutti is his is his is his thing, and um he uh it, it was after Tutti Frutti that he moved to Los Angeles, and he moved into a wealthy uh, white neighborhood, and uh he had this just like bigger than life flamboyant like 
to look back at it in my opinion gay as fuck persona and yet somehow that didn't that didn't stop his career like like david like he bowie was, he was an but david bowie was like this is like 20 years sure. before david bowie yeah 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 no, I'm just thinking people that like were able to be like kind of femme and androgynous and gay and still be okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay. Okay. So he's super problematic. So that like this whole story. So me having like weird childhood memories of like I know exactly who little Richard is and seeing that like he was beat up for being femme by his dad and did a bunch of drag in the forties, which is fucking crazy. And so like in my head, I always thought like he's gay, like to watch him operate, talk, do his thing. Like, like he's super duper gay. And it's interesting because that's, that's problematic and he's problematic as a gay icon. So, um, in, in 1984, he said, uh, I only played with girls as a child and was subject to homophobic jokes and ridicule because of the way that I walked and talked. And uh, he, um, in the early 50s, he was actually associated with an openly gay musician named Billy Wright. Uh, who helped him come up with his look, the pencil mustache, the pancake makeup, the pompadour style. You said associated what? with. Does Is that a euphemism or what's that really mean? Not that I know of. Okay. Not not that I know of, I, but maybe. I, I feel like, like you that, would say that, that's in they that, are like, associated with them could be like either like their business partners or like they were fucking or like they were step cousins or I don't know. I assume two queers being in the same room and it made it into history. They were fucking like, maybe that's wrong, but like, it is like, wrong. That's <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> um, so part of the thing. So here's, here's a thing to talk about. Like, uh, uh, he got, so he, Billy Wright advised little Richard to use pancake makeup on his face and wear his hair up in a big pompadour. And, then little Richard told his band that they had to do it too. And part of it was an attempt to get into white venues. Hmm. Um, uh, he, he said, quote, I wore the makeup so white men wouldn't think I was after the white girls. It made things easier for me. It was colorful too. I figure if being called a sissy would make me famous, let them say what they want to. Um, hmm. And th like, there, there is the whole like myth of the black man being after the white women. It's just fucking racism. Like there's, there's no other reason for that, for that um, meme to exist, but it does. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and uh, to like try to mitigate that, to make yourself more palatable to a white audience, I think is really, it's really, it's really interesting. It's tragic that you would have to do that or think that way. It's maybe even more tragic that it would work from, from a certain perspective. I, I, I think that whole thing is super yeah. fascinating. Well, and I agree with you. And, and also, I think the, um, the shitty thing for gay people is that being uh, saying like labeling yourself as gay then makes you less of a threat like that. Yeah. That like we is basically like weakening gay people like 
you can be very violent and be gay. You can be not at all. Like you, like being gay doesn't now make you less of a threat to people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Are you less of a threat because you're gay, Kyle? Well, (laughs) I mean, what I was thinking is like when I came out in college, all of a sudden, like right after I came out, like girls that were never friends with me would like start to talk to me. And like, now I was like more approachable. And I think it's cause like, yeah, now I'm not a threat to them. Now I'm like, there's something about me that's interesting. Like, I just think like people use that as a, and I've used that as a way to get people to like me and yeah, make it, make me seem less threatening, which sucks that that's what I would have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry, uh, this is going long. I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward a whole bunch if that's okay. Sure. Um, it, uh, on he was he was on late night with David Letterman on May fourth, nineteen eighty two, and here's where the problematic starts. He said, "Quote: God gave me the victory. I'm not gay now, but you know, I was gay all my life. I believe I was one of the first gay people to come out. But God let me know that He made Adam be with Eve." not Steve. So I gave my heart to Christ. Um, this was in 1982. Wow. Um, in his 1984 book, he called homosexuality unnatural and contagious. And he told Charles white, he was quote, omnisexual and his girlfriend disputed his claims of homosexuality in 1985. <sighs> Is that okay? That's a euphemism for like we bone, right? Like that's her way of saying like he totally put it in me. Well, okay, so uh, uh, he he was a um, admitted voyeurist, and his obsession with voyeurism carried on with his girlfriend Audrey Robinson. Uh, he later would write in his book that she would have sex with men while she sexually stimulated him. Um, but like. Their relationship was basically her diddling him while other dudes fucked her. The use of the word diddling skeeved me out a little bit. <laughs> so, but I'm going to pretend like I know what you meant. So I'm going to, so either like they spit roasted her or he got cucked, right? Like those are the, my interpretation of the options here. Yes. According to his book. Either yes, way. Th- high those five. Are the high five, bro. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> um, uh, he said that he was born again, and he left rock and roll for a long time. In 1957, he was born sp- this way, but just the first time. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he considered himself born again Christian and left rock and roll to do just gospel music for the church in 1957. Um, he uh, he left Oakwood College after exposing himself to a male student. Um, and then after the incident was reported to the student's father, he withdrew from the college. In 1962, he was arrested for spying on men urinating at toilets at a Trailways bus station in Long Beach, California. Um, and then, and then in the mid Dan, don't get what? turned on by that. <laughs> uh in the in the mid sixties, he began he began participating in orgies, but mostly in a voyeuristic fashion, like. Like, so part of the, I think I'm obsessed with little Richard. Like, like if I were, (laughs) if, if I were, if I were black and gay and grew up in Georgia 
and also had like all of this religion and Jesus, like, I just feel so sorry for him. Like I'm totally projecting and I get that. But like, if he's super gay and super doesn't want to be, but is also using his gayness to get more popular and more famous, but also totally denying it and having a girlfriend that he doesn't actually fuck. He watches other dudes fuck her while he like jacks off. Like I just, the whole thing seems so like, I, I feel real bad for him, but also like He's kind like of the MC etcher of people. <laughs> Like which, where are you we're going with any of this? Okay. Yeah. 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 What were you say though? Also what? Uh, oh, just, just like, I'm also kind of mad at him. Like, mm. like if you're comfortable enough with your sexuality that like, you're going to do drag in the forties and all of these other things, like as popular as you were because of those few songs that you had, and then your continued iconic presence, like, how much more could you have done to further the movement? I don't know. Like that's mm. maybe that's unfair, but did, it's in here. Did he, did he, so he died as a straight Christian. Like that's how he self-identified. Well, mm-hmm. um, I'll keep going with his, like the things that he has said in, 19- oh, sure. in 1995, he told penthouse that he always knew he was gay saying, quote, I've been gay all my life. In 2007, in a Mojo Magazine interview, he was identified as bisexual. Uh, But then in October of 2017, he denounced homosexuality in an interview with Three Angels Broadcasting Network, calling homosexual and transgender identities, quote, unnatural affection that goes against the way God wants you to live. So what year was that? What? What year was that? 2017. I mean, he died yesterday. Very recently. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. like the the picture that the picture that's forming, and the only person that knows what's true is him. But the picture that's forming is like this is a person who was gay, knew that he was gay, admitted that he was gay, and fucking hated it, hated it, yeah. fought it. The older that he got, the more he fought it, and that just it makes me so sad. But but also it seems like fought it in an unexpected way. Like in my mind, fighting it means you become a you know a right-wing pastor or you become a you know republican senator or you know like there are certain ways i imagine people repressing it but to repress it having done drag and having been so such a popular gay icon that yeah that's crazy that's crazy yeah but it does yeah. very you're right it does very much read to me as someone who does not want to be like it seems like all those back and forth and up and down and going all around in his uh orientation is like people are allowed to change like so it's like it's not it's not that he needs to land on one thing but his doesn't seem like that natural progression that people have his seems like trying to ignore what he really is yeah. allegedly i don't know what's true but that's yeah it does come across really weird yeah yeah i i don't know what's true either like but i feel it i don't know that's that's dumb (laughs) i like well one other thing just that needs to be pointed out is you like it regardless of who you are like he he sexually assaulted people like there are plenty of people that are gay and repressed and don't sexually assault people so like Mm -hmm. that's fucked up regardless Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's not an it's uh, being 
gay and hating yourself is not an okay excuse for assault. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Kevin, whatever, Spacey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, little Richard died yesterday at the age of 87 in Tennessee from a cause related to a struggle with bone cancer. At the time of his death, he was living with his brother in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, His brother and son were with him at the time of his passing. And uh, in the wake of his death, he received tributes from many artists, including Paul McCartney, Mick Jagger, John Fogarty, Elton John, Lenny Kravitz, Bob Dylan, who I did not know was still alive, and many others who also drew primary influence from him. Uh, I I, I think that regardless of my feelings about him or his gayness, he was a titan, and it's it's a major loss to the culture and... Uh, if Kevin Spacey had just waited longer to be caught, maybe he would still be okay to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Like I, I do not see, I've just like paid minimal attention to like, yep. Herdy died. He, I think I'm sure he was like trending on Twitter or something, but like, I don't hear anyone talking about all that fucked up, fucked up shit you do. So yeah, like I get that he's a major cultural influence and people are going to be sad, but like, I don't want to revere him like uh, yeah. someone who does all that. I don't care what you're, I get he was important and influential, but I also, but like that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. It's also really weird that you could have such disparate impacts. Like gay people could have very well been influenced and see him looking femme in the forties and been like, that's incredible. He could have a very real moving impact on gay people and also have very problematic views. It's weird, weird, like mixture of things to, to be all at once. Well, that was a half an hour that I'll never get back. Do you want more news? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all for this mini episode. It was mini. It was mini. It was an episode and it was kind of gayish. Yeah. So remember to the three R's rate review and describe. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And be butch, be fabulous, stay out of the cold water.